All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines, get all in, and join us at www.allinpodcast.com. Welcome to the All In Podcast Show today, and today I'm fired up to share a great story with you from Mark Menard that is um, inspiring, um, also is going to challenge you to step out and do things that that, um, uh, you may have been sitting on uh, for years knowing that you're called to do something greater, so I'm just, uh, I'm excited to hear your story, Mark, and uh, just welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. It's uh, it's an honor to be here. I I love that your show's called All In. Those are two of my favorite words. Awesome. So I, I know that, um, you know, I know a little bit about your history, um, but, uh, you know, I'd love for you to share with the uh, audience here, you know, a little bit about your background, uh, you know, where you come from um, and what your journey's been like. Sure. You you want me to kind of dive right into the uh, adversity of it all or? Uh, wherever wherever you want to start, brother, is good. Okay. You know, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely the not the not so fun part, but... Um, <laughs> was at the age 17 really I was just not hanging around with the right people or making the right choices and involved in way too much drinking and drug use and basically woke up one day um, on a jail cell floor and I literally had no idea how I had gotten there um, or what had happened and my eyes just jolted open it was almost like I fell into my body and I my eyes jolted open and I looked up and I saw this big giant guy with a beard and some other scary looking kind of people and I'm like what is going on and then police officer comes to the door and calls my name he said Mark Menard had me come out and um, kind of started explaining to me what had happened that I had gotten a DUI and they took my mug shots and then when my face appeared on the screen, I noticed the whole left side of my face was like a giant bruise. Um, and then I had found out that I had gotten um, basically the crap beaten out of me. And um, I was so intoxicated, they said I should have been legally dead. And I had went out on my own somehow at 2 a.m. in the morning. I guess I was hungry had no idea how I got into my car and even drove and tried to go through a drive through and kind of briskly rear-ended a guy from the police report and um, sort of passed out at my wheel. And he was like 35 years old, and he just beat my face in like a punching bag. And um, really hitting that rock bottom, I hadn't been talking to my parents so much. I actually managed to graduate from high school early. Um, then I was living with a trailer in a trailer park with some guys at that time that all all they did was party to. Um, unfortunately, both of them aren't alive anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I called my parents, you know, this is your son. I'm in jail. It's definitely a low point and and I was blessed to have really good parents too so I never I didn't have an excuse to be living the the life that I was living and 
when I went home with them, you know, it was definitely a process, but um, I had grown up knowing God, actually, even through all the partying and stuff, and it was when I really hit that rock bottom that he started speaking to me more that the life I was living, first of all, I was lucky to be alive, so it was kind of like I got a second chance. And now it's kind of like, what are you, you going to do with the life that I've given you? And um, I, I, you know, definitely didn't want to go back to jail. And I was actually terrified of, of what had happened and that I could have even killed someone else, you know, from driving so intoxicated. And that's what kind of started pushing me towards, um, first of all, kind of getting into health, getting into weightlifting, um, applying to college for the first time. I used to not think that I was smart enough to go. And I was just really determined to outwork everyone else because I had a lot of people that were naturally kind of like more book smart than me. But I was willing to work so much harder for whatever I needed to do to graduate. So I just kind of had this bigger mission to to live a better life. And um, kind of flash forwarding through there, um, I graduated from college with my BS in psychology and moved out to Ohio from Colorado uh, to do some tile with my brother. He had a tile company, and I just planned on doing labor with him for a while. And um, my niece was diagnosed with autism, and um, through one of their friends, actually got a job opportunity to work with individuals with special needs, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I worked in one of the county workshops, it's called here, and I loved working with individuals with special needs, but the environment was was kind of really sad. It was really institutionalized. It was like a giant warehouse with fluorescent lights and really depressing, and their only options, they could put machine parts together or they were given pieces of paper and crayons um, and they could color. And these were individuals that were after high school age, so they were basically adults and it was really their only option. Um, from there, I really liked working with individuals with special needs and got the opportunity to actually start and teach in a new special education program they were starting um, for high school age and loved doing that. And then when it got back to my students getting ready to graduate, we started touring the workshops again and kind of brought me back to square one where their only options were going to be going to these institutionalized type places. And um, it was really sad to me because I just thought, you know, at least all of us, we have options. We can choose to drop out of high school. We can choose to graduate. We can choose to work at McDonald's, choose to go to college. At least we have choices. Their only choice was go to this institutionalized type setting or most of them couldn't really even stay home because they needed um, they needed care, you know, and they weren't safe to be left home alone. A lot of them need help with, with toileting and with, with eating and stuff. And so they were just sent to these kind of institutionalized type places and started making me really think that um, there has to be a, another way. And as soon as I realized this was a big problem and no one was doing anything about it, God kind of started putting in my heart, it's you that needs to do something about it. And um, I was at the age of 26 at that time, 
and just started doing some research. My brother that had the tile company actually had just purchased a campground, which was always a dream of his. Um, it was kind of a rundown campground at the time. His wife even said she would divorce him if he bought it, um, and he bought it, and they're still married, by the way. Um, and she ended up starting a really awesome catering business from there. But at the time, it was old and run down, and he said, you know, I told him I kind of had this dream of creating a different pl place for people with special needs to go to that they could do some cool things outside, they could have job opportunities, and just to, to have that resort-type feeling versus the institutions. And he said, well, if you figure it all out, you know, we have, you could come here to the campground, and we have a building you guys could use, and... So I spent about a good year um, learning all the Medicaid rules and the way all the funding works for the state of Ohio. There's a lot of politics involved. And um, we got certified to open DreamShine. My sister moved out here right around that time, too. Um, had a really similar heart for my passion and similar background. So we decided to start it together. And um, I'll never forget, we were going to start at my brother's campground our office was in their storage shed at that time. Um, we ran an extension cord out to have like our fax machine working. And um, I don't even know if there was any lights out there. I think we used like a flashlight. And uh, we had a, a building that was going to be cool, though, for the program. And we were about to have our first individual enroll. And I got a call from someone really high up at the state that works next to the governor um, they made that really clear, and they told me, "I um, we heard you're opening this place called Dreamshine. We had been mailing brochures out, and they said, I'm just calling you to let you know that you guys shouldn't open this. And I was thinking, like, is, is this a joke, you know? Is, how did you even get my number? I'm just some 26-year-old kid. And they said, well, we're, we've been doing it this way for 40-some years, and... We don't want other private programs to come in, and I'm just letting you know it's going to be really hard for you. Um, and they act, she acted like she was somewhat doing me a favor by telling us not to open. And I just said, you know, uh, thank you for calling. Don't ever call me again. And um, instead of being intimidated, it actually pushed us even more to know, like, wow, there really is a need for something like this if people like that are, are trying to stop it before it even starts. And um, it took getting a lot of the state rules and laws and going to the head of the state and the superintendent to let them know the individuals had a choice to choose a place like ours with their funding to come to as long as we were certified and accredited, which we were. Um, the best analogy I use to kind of simplify it is if, if you have medical insurance, you can kind of choose any doctor that's under the network as long as they're in, in your network. And that's the way a lot of these individuals are funded here. And we're one of the certified places that would be under their network to come to. And um, so we had our first individual enroll. And uh, flash forward about eight years, eight or about nine years later now to where we are now. And we have our own two and a half acre place here that is uh we have a log home 
that we adapted, and then we had another building built over by a pond we have that we call the Waterfront Lodge that's all wheelchair accessible. Um, the pond's stocked with fish, so we're able to do fishing. We do ballroom dancing, animal therapy, gardening. Um, we have an awesome store with soy wax candles we created that our individuals help make. It's an online store, and they're able to actually earn paychecks above minimum wage from our different products that we sell. So it's, um, and we have about 35 individuals that come, and I have about 14 people on my team and staff, administrative and direct care. So it's been um, a pretty awesome journey to really see how far it's come over the years, for sure. Sure. So that's, you know, I mean, and you look at that dream that you've had and, and the adversity that you were faced with. Um, my, my, one of the thoughts that came up for me was, you know, have there been other facilities that have opened like yours um, since you launched? Yeah, and that's what's been really neat, too, is um, there's there's continued to now be, and we even helped get some, some of the state rules changed, too. Um, that's a whole other story. But... Mm there has been some other ones that are providing different options and um, I'm friends with one of the other owners too and it's really neat because we don't look at it as competition we look at there's a, a big need to serve these individual a lot of individuals with special needs and right. I'm happier to see more and more places opening and kind of starting to raise the bar more because th throughout the state of Ohio there, there's more individuals than than we would even have space for. And to know, you know, we have some individuals that are actually a better fit at that other program, and we've recommended people to go there, and they've recommended people to come here because of our setting. Um, and that's the way that it really should be if you care about the true services that you're doing, you know. Um, right. So there, there have been some other ones opening up. There have been some that are kind of, questionable but there have been some other really neat ones opening up too um, and I think that's awesome sure so that's great because you you know you kind of paved the way for for others to step out and follow their dreams and impact and obviously just like anything else there's going to be good and bad um, uh, things that people do down you know along that journey but you know you've, you've set the pace for it so it's awesome to see the impact that you're having in that community uh, doing that and you know being all in for your vision and and uh, um, and doing what you're doing there so you know let's let's uh, talk about briefly um, you know as you've been doing this obviously you have a, a calling on your life to to go out and impact others um, and you know you've recently written a book um, and launched that um, you know what what was the drive behind that sure yeah it's um, it's called the story of you and really as we continue to do more with DreamShine and get, um, personally, I started to get really involved then with serving leadership for my team from going to have one or two employees or team members up to eight to 10, then to 14 and realized, whoa, I have a lot to learn about this whole leadership thing. And um, I had worked for a lot of different companies and owners where the leadership wasn't so great. Um, they just people didn't really seem to care so much and I really wanted to create an atmosphere where we really did care but also learn the hard ways too about making sure to fire I, I learned that not firing someone who's 
kind of a horrible person and has a really bad attitude and isn't willing to change and bringing my whole team down is me doing a disservice to my team. Um, and those are things that you don't enjoy either, but I started to get more involved in different types of serving leadership and really liked unifying teams and kind of creating company cultures. And the more I talked about it to different business owners and stuff that I met, the more I realized there was such a need for it um, and such a need for leadership, whether it's in the church or in schools or with sports teams or with businesses. It really works across the board. Um, and I read so many different books on leadership, and I'm like, you know, I've read so much. I'm ready to just write my own about, first of all, kind of my own story, starting with a jail and dream shine and what got me to where I am now, and then to involve in um, some of my faith. My And I have my little stick figure drawings in it I was telling you about. And um, really, I share my story, but it's for the reader, it's about, for them to now create their own story and it's really to inspire and give them hope about all these different adversities and quote limitations that were put on me and how I've kind of continued to fight and battle through them and to let other people know they can do the same with their own lives too and their own dream whatever it may be Mm -hmm. so in in um Doing that, of course, obviously, as a family guy, uh, you have five children, and um, you know one of the, the common things that I've seen in my own life and others um, is, you know, this whole uh, message about being all in with your family, all in in your faith, um, all in in your life, your business. You know, how have you? Um, I hate to use the word balance because I believe there's always something a little bit out of balance that you're always working on. But, yeah. Um, you know, but you know, how do you balance all that? Yeah, that's a good question. I have a good friend, Aaron Walker, who has used one of the best words instead of balance. He says, you embrace the tension. And he said, basically, with everything, you always have tension in each area, in, in your work, in your home life, in your marriage, in your faith, in your health. And basically, you you always should because if it's perfectly balanced, it's kind of like a heartbeat that's flatlined, which means you're dead. So the thing is, is real. So what I call it too is seasons of sacrifice. And a lot of it's good communication with my wife and saying, Hey, look, like with our company right now, the ox is in the ditch and I'm going to be having to work some really long days here for maybe the next month or so. But I do put an end time to that too. So it's not like I'm just going to indefinitely be doing that, you know, and not involved with my family. So it, it kind of helps to have that communication and then making sure too, that I am, if, if there's tension then going on at, at home, you know, cause I'm not focusing enough time there to make sure I focus on that tension and same with my faith and all other areas. It just takes really, you know, there's no perfect balance, but it's it's more of a knowing that you have to make sure to really be intentional about spending time in each area. And um, I've continued to meet some really good people that we all kind of work together and help um, hold each other accountable through a mastermind as well. Hmm. That's good. So those are um, definitely uh, 
core, you know, core things to be intentional about. Um, I know that, you know, everybody struggles in different areas, but it's, you know, it's good to see that you have uh, a mastermind around that as well to, to hold you accountable because I believe that's, that's one area that's definitely lacking in most, uh, most areas when I speak to people is that accountability word is uh, like a dirty word for most people. They don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to, they, you know, no, nobody likes it, but, um, but it's ultimately needed. Um, yeah. If you really want to move forward in your life. Um, so, Absolutely. um, that's awesome. So is there one person that, that had the most, you know, has had the most impact in your life? Mm. There, you know, there, there's been several different people that, um, really the, the way God has seemed to do it, it's really neat is I kind of, as I've kind of stepped out of my comfort zone and followed his calling in different areas, he seems to keep bringing it's not a coincidence. He continually connects me with the right people during the right seasons of my life. Like, for instance, when I was starting Dreamshine, he connected me with a guy all the way on the other end of Ohio that had the only program besides ours that wasn't owned by the state and county and stuff. And I got to know him really well. We met each other by accident. And he was able to kind of mentor me on some of the battles and stuff that we'd be facing. And then um, as I then got to another level and really wanted to work on leadership, I got really involved with Dave Ramsey's team. Um, a lot of people know him for finances. I got involved. He has entree, an entree leadership program and podcast. And that really got me involved in the serving leadership. Um, and then there has been... Uh, Dan Miller, who wrote the foreword for this, for my book, The Story of You, and also Eric Thomas has been an incredible mentor to me as well. Hmm. That's great. So I see it's always hard to narrow it down to one, right? <laughs> but yeah. one during certain seasons, maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's definitely, it all starts with God and then goes from there. But yeah, I, I just, you know, you and I were kind of talking about it too, Dan, is you continue to step out at different levels. Um, a lot of times the harder levels too. I I actually got a D in creative writing in college um, and I love to read and write. And I had my professor literally tell me because I saw the metaphors in a different way than her. Um, and she said, I, I have no understanding of that, which it takes to be an author. Um, <laughs> she wrote that on my paper. And I, I would still hear her voice in my head as I was writing this book, The Story of You. Um, and I had to just, you know, keep pushing that away. And to this date, as far as I know, she doesn't have a book out or hasn't published. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask that question. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's. And that's because I kept then looking at the bigger calling of God, putting this in me and, and wanting to share my story to really help inspire others. So voices like that, you know, sometimes those what might be a critic actually is someone that really helped me, even though that voice was kind of scary and I didn't like it. It then would lead me back to God who was like, look, I'm, I'm the truth. That's not like what I put in your heart. That one person doesn't understand it and it's, it's not about them, you know? So 
there's there's been a lot of different people throughout my life in different ways that have mentored me without knowing it, both in a positive and negative way. Right. So so as you um, <clears throat> you know, as you do what you're doing now with the book and the, and the podcast, um, you know, what's the bigger vision for you? I with our our podcast and the book, it's been really neat. Um, we have started. I'm having a bigger vision. I'm starting to do some different levels of coaching, but I'm actually working more at doing speaking events. Um, we're getting ready to do some live events for our podcast in the year of 2016 coming up. Then I'm looking at doing some different speaking events on all different levels of leadership, whether it's at schools, churches, or with different businesses. Um, and really sharing the message of my story and also kind of the whole culture of serving leadership and really following your dreams. Like each person is uniquely made to be, to be you and there's only one you. And I used to think, you know, I talk about my book. I was, as a child, I was labeled with ADHD and as an adult, I call it a gift from God because I, used to think it was this horrible thing and then I realized later on if I use it the right way um, that's how I'm able to kind of multitask in different areas and have a company a podcast and a book and speaking engagements and different things like that so I definitely just want to help keep reaching as many people as possible right right so um as we begin to wind down here, uh, what would you um, uh, tell our listeners to, um, you know, if they they were to say, you know, I need one thing that that you know would help me move forward, you know, what what would be that that wisdom you would want to share with them? Sure, you, you know, one of the best things I always like to say is, it's okay to to not have a perfect business plan or or life plan or to not even know exactly what you're going to do um, and just start doing and learning along the way because I, even after college, didn't know what I was going to do. Um, as we were doing the company, I learned so much along the way too. Looking back, I can see through different mistakes of how I learned and that kind of transformed into wisdom. but really just to know that that it's okay and start following really that calling that's in your gut and just start taking action and start doing it one day one step at a time awesome and um as you uh um share with people you know especially with what you have coming up with your events and everything um you know how do people find out more about you Oh sure, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, they, I have uh, my webpage for the story of you too that has all my information for social media and stuff. It's uh, Mark Menard, M-A-R-K-M-I-N-A-R-D dot net, um, and then I'm on on Twitter quite a bit too. It's at Dreamshine, D-R-E-A-M-S-H-I-N-E, and the number four. And um, I love to. If anyone has any questions or just wants to say hi or anything, I always um, am responsive and love interacting with people. 
Awesome. So I, I mean, I want to definitely thank you for sharing your message with the world, Mark. And um, I believe it definitely was a d- divine connection for us to connect. And um, definitely a shout out to Bellagio uh, for connecting us. Yes. Uh, for because uh, you know he's a great guy. I love his energy. Me too. Um, and uh, um, you know, just uh, really appreciate you taking the time today to share your message with the world and and uh, seeing the great things God's doing in your life and to impact um, so many out there. Thank you so much. It's it's an honor and a privilege to be here with you today too, Dan, and with all your awesome listeners. Thank you. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.